What's up? You are now listening to the Next Level Confident Podcast with Janelle and A. If you are ready to challenge your previous ways of thinking and take action on the bold, purpose-driven life you were created for, you'll want to keep listening. On the show, we will vulnerably discuss finding your purpose in life, strengthening your mindset, building quality relationships, and prioritizing your health. I hope you're as excited as I am. Let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Today, I am so, 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 so excited about our guest, Christina Davila, and she has been one of my clients as well as friends, and she has such a cool story. I cannot wait to share it. Christina, how are you today? I am fantastic. How are you today? I'm doing, I'm doing well. The 4th of July was yesterday, so I feel like everyone's kind of just in vacation mode still, which is fun, you know? Yes. Or recharged because we just had a day of fun, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like a four-day weekend, which I truly enjoy. So good. Okay. Well, tell everyone a little bit about who you are and how we know each other. Okay. Yes. Um, so again, I'm Christina Davila. Um, I live here in Fort Collins, Colorado. And um, yeah, I basically, I've, I've known Janelle for quite some time. I, I guess I've known of you since high school, but just through mutual friends. Um, I started following you on social media a while ago, but, um, so it, it was exciting to watch you grow into your company. Um, and then I was just like gravitated to, you know, what you were starting. And, and then I was just like, you know, I probably should, um, invest in Janelle and invest in her program. Cause I, I'm, I'm feeling it, you know, it's speaking to me and, <laughs> and then here we are, you know, like <laughs> here we are. I love it. So tell everyone a little bit about like what you do. Um, yeah. Like all the different, you have so many different things going on. So share all those different things. <laughs> oh yes. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, I recently went back to school. I took a five year break. Um, I went to CSU and then I actually dropped out. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just spending all this money, really no guidance. Um, just working at a barbecue restaurant and yeah, after a while I just wanted more. And so I decided to go back to school and, um, going back to become a physical therapist assistant. And then from there, a physical therapist, I started getting into yoga. Um, and that kind of, it just started out as a fun little hobby I was trying. And since then I got certified as a yoga fit instructor. And in September, I'll be starting my 200 teacher training, which I cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. That is Um, Yeah. So I'm just like in this, I'm just on this huge journey, like kick of like growth in my life where I'm making all of these changes and kind of like a short amount of time. It's only been like really since January that I've started really making some hardcore changes in my life. So it's been an amazing ride though. I've I've loved every second of it. Okay. I love this. So for listeners who are like maybe listening to this and they don't really know like what they're doing, maybe they are also working at a restaurant or whatever, just any type of a job that is like it's a job and it pays the bills, but it's not really like where their passion lies or it's not really something they're wanting to do long-term, but they're like, they've been doing it for maybe like five years. Maybe they went to college. Maybe they didn't, maybe they dropped out like you. What would you say to that person of like, what's the first step they should do right now? Ooh, good question. Well, for me, I asked myself, okay, do I a just want to be one of those people that shows up at work for the paycheck or B, do I want to be one of those people who shows up to work because they enjoy every second of it? So I would say first, ask yourself that question. And, um, for me, I I wanted to show up because I wanted to do something that I would love to do for the rest of my life, you know? And, and then, and then I started asking myself these questions, well, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? And, and that was a journey in of itself, you know, figuring out, okay, like my passion is 
I love helping people. I, I get really excited when, you know, somebody is explaining movement and stretching and, um, the, the human body fascinates me, you know, like, and then from there, you know, figuring out, okay, what can I do with all of that? Like, is there a job out there where you can work with people impact their lives positively, you know, you w- work with people who need help with movement, educate people with health of, you know, with movement. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a physical therapist. Light yeah. bulb. <laughs> okay. Wait. So just to backtrack, how did you figure, how did you figure out that you liked working with like movement and bodies and stuff? Cause I, I feel like I talked to so many women who they want to do something, right? Like you talked about that. You knew that there was something more. You asked yourself mm-hmm. those questions. There was something more there. But then so many women are like, but then they get stuck there. Like they're, they can't figure out what they're passionate about or like what direction to go. So how did you, I mean, what were your first steps in figuring out that you loved the human body? Um, I guess really, I just thought back um, to like what has always made me happy. You know, like I, I ran cross country and track um, in high school and, and a little in college and um I also had the opportunity to coach high school cross country for four years. And I just always remembered loving being like helping those athletes. And when they would come up, like when my athletes would come up to me and they're like, you know, coach, my knee hurts. Like, what can I do? And I'm like, Oh, homie, I got you. And I was just, <laughs> and I just, you know, it, it took, honestly, it just took me just journaling and just figuring out like what, what makes me happy. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, I guess the advice, going back to your question, the advice I'd give to women is just, you know, ask yourself that question. What makes you happy? Write it down. You know, so it, it took me months to truly, honestly figure that out because I couldn't just, you know, going back to school was a process for me. It, it took me about a year of planning, you know, even financially to get to that point. And I knew going back to school, I wanted it to be meaningful. You know, I didn't, just want to go get a degree. I wanted to get the degree that spoke to me. Yeah. Um, Cause so, you know, so many people just go to school just because that's what you do. Right. Yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I can even speak for myself. I went to school because I thought that was just what was expected of me. And I kind of just chose like a random major. Cause I was like, well, that sounds nice, but I didn't really put like much mm-hmm. thought into it. And then I graduated college and then I, you know, worked a job that was like somewhat in my industry for a little bit. And then being like, this is literally not like, not what I want to do at all. And, and so I had to do kind of a similar thing of like, well, what do I want to do? Like, I think mm-hmm. some simple questions for people to start out with is like, do you want to be sitting at a desk most of your day? Or do you want to be moving most of your day? Or maybe like a combo of both, like a 50, 50. And then another yes. question would be like, do you want to be interacting with people on a very deep level? Or do you like um, maybe like less interaction with people because everyone's different, right? Some people really love a lot of human interaction. Some people really don't want to interact with humans a whole lot throughout the day and that's okay too, you know? Um, so it's kind of figuring out like even even before thinking about the actual job itself, just asking yourself, do I like to sit or do I like to be moving? Do I like to be outside or do you want to be more inside? Like what are just the yes. things you like, you know, people, mm. less people. Um, and I think from there, then you can even start to ask even more questions. Like you said, of like, what always made me happy? Like looking back in your past and being like, as a kid or as a middle school or a high school or whatever, what was something really fun for you at that age? Like, maybe you still love that. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you can make a career out of it. Maybe, maybe not. Like, maybe it's just your hobby, but you might be able to make a career out of it. Oh, totally. And it, it was really, it was just about narr- kind of narrowing down my thoughts. You know, I think because like, it's such a broad question, you know, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And I'm like, well, I want to do a lot of things for the rest of my life. Um, and that's always such a tough question to answer. So again, like just writing things down, like you said, narrowing down, do you want to sit? Or do you want to stand? Do you want to be inside, outside? Like, do you want to work with people? Do you, do you want like, I, you know, I mean, so do you want to create something? Do you, you know, do you want to follow a list? I mean, whatever, like, and it doesn't even have to be college. I mean, you know, some people can find joy, you know, 
doing something without a degree. It's just, again, just figuring out what's going to bring you joy and fulfillment at the end of the day and right. it be long-term. Yeah. And maybe, you know, for anyone listening who has been considering like a change of career or a change of some kind, maybe it's even just like a certification to start out with. Maybe it's just yeah. $100 or $300 class or cert or something that's like in your city that they offer at the local city college or something like that, where you just play around with the idea. Like you keep your job, keep doing what you're doing, you know, keep paying the bills with that job that maybe feels kind of mundane or simple. And then if you're really, um, you know, if you're really loving that class, you're loving that certification that you're getting, then maybe you take a, a bigger step in that direction, a bigger step in that direction. And then if you don't love it when you're doing it, no harm, no foul. You know, you didn't, you didn't go to college or you didn't spend a lot of money or time or energy. You just kind of dabbled in it and found that that wasn't the right thing for you. Then you can try something new. Oh, totally. And I always think, I mean, and I even think it's great, even if you're just thinking about doing something, a certification could be the first step to see if that, that truly is a passion that you can see yourself having. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the next question I thought of, even because you started to say this, is like, what about financial? Because I, I bet some people listening are like, well, yeah, it's really easy for you guys to say. It sounds like you guys have enough money to afford school. Um, and, um, and so what would you tell a person, like, what did you do to prepare for that year financially? Um, how much did you save up to be able to go to school or what was your game plan like financially? Uh, girl, such a good question because it was such a process for me to go back to school. And the biggest obstacle I had to overcome was the doubt within myself. Mm. You know, like I made excuses over and over and over why not to do something. And, and finances was like number one on the list. And don't get me wrong, like finances, it's, it's, it's a real thing in the world, you know, like people do struggle. And I, you know, I'm a first generation college student and I was somebody who, you know, the position where I was in is I, I paid for like this last semester, I paid for it out of my back pocket. And it was, it was very rewarding to do it that way, but it was hard. Um, and one day I just had to wake up and, you know, I woke myself up and I'm like, Christina, like five years has gone by and five more years will go by if you keep making excuses of why you can't do something. And so I came up with a game plan and, you know, I'm just a very um, little, I'm a, I'm kind of a, a practical person when it comes to finances. And so I knew that. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to write down this, this is my budget. What can I give up? What, what, what is essential? And, you know, you know, it just meant like, me giving up a gym membership because, you know, I can do at home workouts. It meant, you know, Christina, you're going to have to start meal prepping, like going out is and eating, you know, a couple, like three times a week is just, you know, it's what am I willing to give up to reach this goal? Wow. And it was, and it was hard. And I, and, and for, you know, people listening out there who are just like, you know, I'm at my max right now. I can't, you know, I would say to them, you know, I, I understand I was there. And it took me being creative. I'm like, okay, like I have to go through financial aid again. What, you know, what's out there, you know? And, it, and again, it's tough, but I had to stop making excuses. Um, so for you, you just basically created a budget with your, um, like your money mm-hmm. and you looked at what you could cut out. And then you looked up to see like how much like the first semester of classes was going to be, for example. And then and then you also applied for financial aid. So like, I guess I'm just trying to really practical for everyone listening is like, mm-hmm. did you plan to like save up like half of it or how much were you wanting to pay out of pocket? And then how much were you hoping to get financial aid for or loans or, or how did you do all of it? Um, well, I honestly, I didn't qualify for financial aid. I, I made too much money, which was very devastating for me. Cause I was like, how do I make too much money? I like, I, I want to go back to school so I can, you know, do something I love and have a, you know, a more sustainable career. And cause you were working at the restaurant mm-hmm. this, right? and yeah, so and, the restaurant, you're making too much money basically for financial yeah. aid. Wow. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, it's, that's just the way of the world. And I was discouraged by that for sure. But I was like, okay, well, I'm, 
the question isn't whether I'm going back to school. The question is how I'm going to go back to school. So I just, I had to make, <laughs> yeah. it, I had to make it happen and I had to make even more sacrifices. And um, it, it even meant me some weeks working like 60 hours. And, you know, for me, it's just like, again, whatever excuse that came, that popped into my head, I had to flip it and be like, okay, that's an excuse. What can we do? Mm. Wow. Um, and again, like I know there are probably people out there maybe rolling their eyes a little, but I'm just like, I just want to tell them I get it. Like it, it was hard. And like I said, it took me about a year, um, maybe even more if you think like, cause I was still playing catch up on like so many other finances, you know, I was paying for a degree that I, I didn't have because um, I never graduated. And so like, I just, again, like had to just really buckle down and make a plan and um, making a plan scary, but I'm so glad I did it. Like it's, yeah. you know, and again, like it's not that long, like this journey started in January of me going back to school. So it's, it's still pretty fresh. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I still got a, a road ahead of me and I, but I'm so pumped for that. Like, I'm so excited to like take that journey. So. Well, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on, um, Christina, because I think so often um, in the podcast world, like people are like trying to interview everyone who's already made it. And it frustrates me because I want, I want to share people's real stories. Like I want this podcast to be something that people can listen to, like of people who are our age, you know, in their twenties that are like, holy cow, like I'm not too late. I think it's crazy. Even in our twenties, we can start to tell ourselves the lie. I'm too late. I didn't get a degree yes. in X, so I can't do that. I didn't, you know, I wasn't raised with money, so I couldn't do that. And we mm -hmm. tell ourselves what we can and can't do. We make excuses for everything, just like you just said. And so I love bringing someone like you on this show where you are like in the heat of your journey and you were like, growing so quickly and we don't know what the end thing is yet right like i'm not having no. you're already mm. a professional <laughs> physical therapist that has you know thousands of huge clients and blah blah like huge name clients blah blah none of, like you are in the journey right now and i think that that mm. is almost the most inspirational part because you're the bridge and, and and i think myself as well we're the bridge yes. for people who are like maybe still sitting on the sidelines thinking they're comparing themselves to maybe, oh, I don't know, like Oprah or someone with like a really big name. And they're like, mm -hmm. me, Oprah, me, Oprah. And there's like this gap, right? Because they're like, I can't freaking be Oprah. Like, that's crazy. It's too big, you know? Whereas I think people like you and I, where we're at right now, are the people who are on that journey. Not to say we're going to be the next Oprah, but you know, we're mm -hmm. on that journey where we're not sitting around and just saying, one day this, one day that, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just going to keep living my life the way I'm living my life. Cause I don't feel like getting uncomfortable. Absolutely. Choosing uncomfortability via like working really hard, cutting out things like you said, like going out to eat or um, cutting out gym memberships and just working out from home. Like you're cutting things out because you believe in your dream so fully. Yes, absolutely. And you know, I will say this, like, as scary as, as it was to start this journey. And I, and I know I have such a road ahead of me. It has been so rewarding so far. Like I, I'm, I'm blown away of like the person I've, I've become in the last, you know, what is it? Four, four, five-ish months. Like, and, you know, and I know I have so much growth ahead of me and I just can't wait to be that person. Like, and I'm just, I'm ready and I'm so excited. And to people who are listening, who are just kind of just thinking about making some changes. I'm just, I just want to tell them like, you know, starting tomorrow just means that you delay that feeling by a day. Mm -hmm. Like how, how long do you want to delay that feeling of, of growth and joy and Again, like being uncomfortable because uncomfortable to me, that word means growth. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Every love time that. I hear that, it's just like it's basically a growth. Mm -hmm. Wow. So cool. I love it. Thank you, Christina. I'm, yeah. I'm already inspired. I don't know about everyone else, but I'm inspired right now. <laughs> Let's get uncomfortable. <laughs> Let's get uncomfortable. Okay. So um, just because 
you know, you have been a client of mine. I would love for people to hear a little bit about what you learned. Um, Next Level Confident is a three-month program and you just graduated. So I'm curious, what are some of the biggest lessons you learned um, through the Next Level Confident program? Oh, yes. Uh, I feel like I've learned so many things, but if we're kind of narrowing it down a little bit, um, kind of the first thing I learned was how to navigate through my, my own pain, you know, for, for, and, and first I'll say this, like navigating through my pain. And I know you can attest to this. It was an extremely emotional thing to go through. Like I didn't realize, I didn't know I was ready for it. And I just thank you so much for getting me ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, on the outside, I was, you know, a pretty happy person. I mean, um, but inside, like I was, I was lost. I was sad. I didn't know what my purpose was and I didn't know how to express that pain. I didn't even realize it was inside me. Like I just, um, and you kind of brought that out for me. You kind of went through journaling, through mindset modules, kind of helped me pinpoint what was the root of why I was acting this way? What was the root of, of not putting myself out there and being, you know, refusing to put myself in uncomfortable situations. And it was because I had this pain inside me that I didn't know how to express, or I didn't know what it was. So that was probably the first thing that I learned and that you helped me through. Um, And what was that pain? um, For me, it was, you know, I think it was just, Mm-hmm. Um, I was afraid to like be successful. I was afraid to, you know, go back to college because of failure. I was afraid and scared to speak my mind and it not come back and haunt me. You know, I was just so terrified to, again, be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I didn't realize that until I was in this program. You know, I think for some people, like, you've, you've, you're feeling like something's missing in your life and you can't pinpoint it. And so you kind of need somebody with an outside perspective to kind of come in and kind of like walk, like, and that, I, I know that's what you did for me is you kind of walked me through it. We're like, let's break this down. Let's figure out why you're scared, why you struggle communicating, why you're afraid to take these big leaps. Um, And just, again, you just helped me work through that in such a beautiful way where once it hit me, it hit me like, you know, it hit me like a, a ton of bricks. And like, I was just like, oh, wow, that's what it is. Like, it's because I'm scared. It's because my pain is fear you know, mm-hmm. like avoiding, avoiding, mm-hmm. things. A- avoiding things. And I, and I didn't even really know why until we, you know, broke it down. What are some examples of some things you were avoiding? Because when we started working together, you had started to go back to school. So you weren't avoiding mm-hmm. that. So what were you avoiding? I think I was, I was avoiding growth in relationships around me. Um, you know, I, something we, we talked about a lot was, you know, my relationship with my boyfriend and first and foremost, I want to say he is amazing. I love him so much. Um, but it was, it was tough, you know, like I found myself like gliding through that relationship because I was, I was scared to, um, just speak my mind. And it, it wasn't anything on him really. It was just like, that, that's how I had always been. You know, I just was somebody who always molded to people around me because that was comfortable, you know, um, and I wanted this relationship to be so successful and I, and I, and I do want the relationship to be so successful and it is, but it took me learning how to have a voice in the relationship, you know, expressing when I was happy expressing when I was sad expressing when I I needed and wanted something and um and then even for him just 
kind of trying to understand me and um, yeah, just growing in that relationship was, it still is just an amazing journey, but um, I realized I just struggled with that growth in the relationship in the beginning because I was afraid, you know, we go back to that word. Right, because I think you had suppressed your voice, and and mm-hmm. I'm just speaking for you because I watched this happen with us working together. You had suppressed your voice for so long, like in in lots of different relationships, but especially your dating relationship, um, to a point that when you started to speak your voice, your boyfriend was like kind of surprised because he was like, "Whoa, like where did all this come from?" You know, like you hadn't really been fully acting like you, you know, you're, like you said, you were wanting it to work out so much so that you often laid aside any of your own wants or needs, which is good to an extent, right? Like it's good to do that a bit, Mm -hmm. the selflessness of a relationship. But, um, the experience that I had of you was that you were doing that so often that you weren't happy. Right. And it wasn't really his Mm -hmm. fault. It was, it was your own self sabotage right of of like not speaking up when you needed something but then trying to be like a martyr and being like it's okay this is what a relationship does like you know that kind of thing where you're just like it's this is fine I'm fine you know that whole thing and then realizing oh shoot like I'm allowed to speak my voice I'm allowed to have an opinion and I'm allowed to tell him how I feel and how I think and at first it was surprising for him but then it was like really it ended up being like a big game changer for you guys right oh absolutely and and I know he always wanted me to express myself again. Like I, because I was so uncomfortable expressing myself, like I would shut down, you know, and I I did that time and time again, which made it, I think even a little bit more of a shock when I started opening up because, and then it was just like, I'm going to tell you all my thoughts and feelings and I'm just going (laughs) to lay it all out there and it's going to be great. Um, And then, like you said, it's like, whoa, hold on a second. Like I was, you know, inviting you to, cracked the door open and you just busted it down and said, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Hello, I'm here. This is the real Christina. I've arrived. (laughs) No, yeah. So it's just, you know, relationships. I mean, I, and I know you've, um, you have a little bit of a knowledge on some amazing relationship advice, but like it would relationships. I know they tell you this, but they truly are like successful relationships are hard work. Mm. And, um, I wanted to put that work in and, and, but I needed, I needed guidance. Cause I was just like, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, but none of, I mean, none of us truly, I mean, some of us kind of know, but I think we're all kind of, that's what a relationship, you figure it out as you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. but I knew that I just had these, um, you know, I just, I struggled in these little, these little departments and I needed, you know, somebody to kind of come in and be like, okay, let's kind of work on this. Let's fix this. So when you enter this relationship or now that you want this relationship to grow, we can, we can do it from a healthy, you know, perspective or a healthy point of view. And, um, Right. And when you came, it's not like when we started working together that you were like, I want to work on my relationship. It wasn't like that at all. Like, I don't know that there was a problem in that area. It just didn't feel quite right. But like you said at the beginning of all of this, like something fell off, but you really couldn't place your finger on any of it. Like you weren't like, it it just probably, I I think if I were to use the word, you just kind of felt like it was like kind of like everything just in your life. I'm not even just saying your relationship, but just felt like average or just felt kind of like it was just kind of floating along or something like that. Right. Oh yeah. Girl. I was, I feel like for like five years I was in airplane mode. I was, I was, mm. you know, an, an airplane, airplane mode sometimes isn't a bad place to be. Um, sometimes it's nice to just, you know, coast and go with the flow and um, be comfortable. <laughs> But when you're in airplane mode for, for an extended period of time, you're not going anywhere. And, you know, I, I wanted, you know, I wanted to go somewhere in, in my career, in my relationship, like in other relationships in my life, like I wanted to move forward. Um, and so, 
And so, yeah, like, that's why I kind of took that big step and invited you to, or I guess you invited me because you kind of pursued me for a little while, girl. <laughs> of course I did. I was like, that's- this girl's got potential. I'm going to just Which- unleash it. Yes. <laughs> Help her but unleash yeah. it. Yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad you did. Like, I mean, every like, I'm so pumped. Um, but it just took me to, you know, finally taking that initiative and being like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like versus when it's school, like even for school, okay, I'm going to do this no matter what with, you know, my mindset and kind of, you know, I wanted to grow and, you know, and, um, sorry. I'm kind of mumbling here, but I, again, I just, I wanted to grow. So inviting you into my life and, you know, working on these challenges I had, like, I just, I needed to be vulnerable in in every aspect and, and let this growth happen. Are you ready for change, but not sure which direction to go or how to get there? I feel you. I've been there before. Whether you're trying to change your body, your career, or your relationships, It all starts with believing that you are worthy and your life has a purpose worth pursuing. So if you want support in up-leveling your mindset and taking action on your life, I would love to support you. Apply for my one-on-one coaching program by clicking the link on my Instagram bio or going to my website at JanelleLanae.com. I cannot wait to talk to you. Yeah. Um... Which is well, let's let's um I, I want to just because I know we're like we can just keep talking about this all day for sure yeah I want to make sure that we get the three in so you said your first one what was your first one again just like in a nut, nutshell oh yeah so navigating through my pain navigating um, through pain yes and then mm-hmm. what was your number two oh um you helped me with accountability um I always struggled with that like I can work out for like five days straight and do and, and kill it and then as soon as like life happened I got out of my cycle um accountability and my eating habits as well you know I am somebody who is I like to say I'm a pretty decent active person and I work at a restaurant so I'm always on my feet but I wasn't consuming enough calories and I think you really pointed that out because in my head I'm like well I'm I'm doing just fine like I have these goals and it's like so frustrating because I'm not quite reaching them but like I'm always flirting with that line and you know again you kind of pointed out it's just like girl you need to eat you need to eat more like you you need you need healthy fats you need you need to put in that you know it's okay to have ice cream when you want to for me, as long as it's dairy free. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I, I, I never really like for me, it's just like, well, if I want to lose that stubborn fat, of course I'm going to watch my calories. And it's not like I was in my head. I'm like, I'm not starving myself, but you don't realize how many calories you need to consume when you're, you know, working out five, six times a week. Mm-hmm. And I, and I realized that with working with you, I was like, Oh, I like really need a, and it's, for me, it was snacking. I was like, I just need to incorporate some more healthy, you know, snacks in there. And what happened uh, when you started eating more calories? I started getting, I started getting some definition in the midsection, girl. Like it was great. <laughs> like, I was like, Oh, hello. Hello abs. <laughs> hello there. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> it seems like so counterintuitive. So I feel like probably people listening right now are like, well, that might be true for her, but it's not true of me. It's like, no, it's true of everyone. Like we need food. Food is fuel, not, yes. not junk food is fuel, but like good, delicious whole foods is fuel. And you actually need more of it to get the abs you want, not less of it to get the abs you want. Yes. And it's all about, you know, making those, you know, clean eating, you know, making those right. Like you said, junk food isn't going to 600 calories of junk food is probably not the best idea, but like 600 calories of like veggies and fruits and nuts like that. That's what, that's what we're talking about. Totally. And and yeah, like I just kind of had, like, it's just, it seems like such a silly concept, like learning to eat the correct amount of calories and, and, and the right nutrients. But for some, for somebody like me, it's, it's something that I needed, you know, a little guidance in. 
Totally. Um, so I'd say like, you helped me with that accountability um, in my, um, my healthy lifestyle. And then do you feel like you've carried that accountability onto yourself now that we've completed? Oh yes. Cause now it's like, I, I use the word lifestyle cause now it's a lifestyle. Like it's, it's not something that, um, like, like the word diet, like it's like something you do for like a couple of weeks and then, you know, that's it. But it's like, I wanted to make this my life, like where I just, without even thinking, like I just consumed all of these yummy, amazing calories and awesome nutrients and it, and crate and not even just like crate. I wanted to crave it. Like, um, cause now even when I eat like a, like, don't get me wrong. I, I had an amazing cheeseburger yesterday for 4th of July. It was incredible. Um, but I was like, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I also want this salad right next to it. And, you know, I want this, you know, these fruits and these veggies and I don't want this, like the soda. I don't like, I want amazing like coconut water or something like I, I loved like, like the accountability you still in me became like, again, a lifestyle. Yeah. Like your own habit yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a habit before. And then you had accountability for three months. And then now that there's not the accountability, it's fine. Cause you don't need it. Cause now it's like, ingrained in you and it's your life oh yeah and, it, and I think it it's I guess after three months it's I guess you're not necessarily holding me accountable anymore but I'm holding myself accountable 100% um, yeah for sure cool and what was the third one um you, the third one is a, the third one is a good one um <laughs> I you helped me find my voice that was like really like I tried to like put all of the all of it in a nutshell what was the biggest thing I took away from this whole program and it was that it was oh my gosh I I want to be heard like I I think I have a lot to give to this world and I no no no, not I think I know I know (laughs) I have (laughs) I know I have a lot to give to this world and I'm going to do it Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful that I've, I've found that within myself um, because that was something I didn't even know going into this program that that was the biggest thing I was going to take away from it. Like I thought I was just going in, you know, to become a lean, mean fighting machine and like, <laughs> you know, like um, somebody to keep me accountable for again, like, like life, healthy lifestyle and maybe help me in like, with some counseling and some relationship, like relationship areas. But again, I had no idea I was going to find my voice. Mm. So that's, that is what I, I take away. The biggest thing I take away from this experience for, for so long, I, I felt I, I suppressed myself and I struggled with why, like I had no idea why I was doing that. And, um, it was just such an incredible journey for me to find that voice and, um, and, and, and through finding it, I'm realizing I'm so capable of doing everything I, I want to put my mind to, you know, like, again, we talked earlier about yoga. Like I, I went into that just thinking that I was going to get a good sweat on and came out of it. And I was like, that spoke to me and I want to pursue this. Um, and before I don't think I, I would have. And that was something kind of that, a, tr- um, a transformation that went on during the program, like, uh, which was super great. And I think you helped me through that without even realizing you were helping me through that, or maybe you did realize, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, well, we talk about a lot of like subconscious stuff or like mm-hmm. mindset stuff. So a lot of times it's not like, we're not sitting around being like, you should do that yoga teacher training. That would be cool for you to step outside your comfort zone and be a yoga teacher, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead, it was like just being like, you're lovable. You are amazing. You can do anything you put your mind to. And then you doing journaling and, um, you know, your morning routine and just all the different things that you were doing. I mean, you put in so much work as far as all the tools and, and everything. Like every week when we had our accountability calls, you always came prepared. You always were like, ready to go. You had done the work on yourself. And so your beliefs around who you are began to shift. And that's why you were able to 
step into these other areas like um, the yoga teacher training because your beliefs lead to your thoughts, your thoughts lead to your actions, and your actions lead to your results. So we don't just sit around and talk about actions, results, actions, results. We sit around, we talk about beliefs. And yes, because that's what matters. Absolutely. And then, and, and through that journaling, through those mindset modules, I was able to figure that out. And I love, and it, and it was, I love that I was done that way because it wasn't like, again, you were telling me to go do this, go do that. I was figuring out that for myself, what do I want? What do I want to go after? What, what kind of person do I, I want to be? You know, what do I want to share with the world? So again, like you said, it was, we really just figured out the belief aspect of it. And from there, I was able to just take that ball and run with it, you know, like, it's great. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you tell? Okay. So if someone's listening right now, they're like, okay, great. Awesome. Good for you. Blah, blah, blah. What advice would you give that person about they're the person who wants to start speaking their voice, but they don't really know how to get started. What do you think would be the first thing they should do? Um, for me, it started with journaling. It started with me, you know, taking that time out of my day to write my thoughts down and figure out what I wanted to be said or what, what did I want to say? And it wasn't even to, it didn't have to be like what I wanted to say to somebody or, um, it's really what I wanted to say to myself. Like what, what kind of person do I want to be? What, what, what are my goals? What, what am I, I know this might sound a little morbid, but like, what am, what am I doing here? What am I living for? You know, what is right. my purpose? Yeah. Um, and asking myself those questions was very tough. Cause I think, you know, for me, it, it was emotional. Like for me, I, at first I didn't know those answers and it was scary to not know those answers. Um, right. And that's why so often people don't want to look at that, mm-hmm. right? That's why they don't want to work with a coach or see a therapist or even simply journaling. Like we avoid that at all costs. So many people I talk to, it's like, well, when is the last time you thought about that? And they're like, you know, I'm just trying to live in the moment. I'm just really trying to be present. And I get that to an extent. Of course, you don't want to just live for the future, but like, you got to think about your life, you know, don't just live every moment just for that moment. As far as like never having a game plan or a roadmap for where your life is headed, like sit down and think deeply about your life. But we don't like to do that. We like to scroll on Instagram. We like mm-hmm. to go out with our friends. We like to work a lot. We like to go, 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 go. So that every night when our head hits our pillow, we don't have to think about what the heck we're doing with our life and why we're doing it. Well, and then, you know, to add to that, like, I think when you're in that state, like for me, I blinked and five years went by and I was like, oh crap, like I've just been living for the moment, going with the flow and years have passed by and I'm, I still haven't figured out the answer to these questions and some, and, and I, and I need to answer them and not for anybody else, but for myself. I think you just hit the nail on the head because I think so often people think it's just going to naturally happen one day. They think if I just keep kind of like living my life and like you said, like earlier on airplane mode, moseying around, one day I'll figure out my purpose or one day I'll mm-hmm. you know, get a better job or one day I'll move across the United States or one day I'll get a boyfriend or break up with this guy or start dating, whatever, like whatever the relationship mm-hmm. thing is. One day, it's always one day, but intentionality is huge. And nothing happens without that intentionality. Yes, absolutely. And like I said, it was probably the most terrifying experience for me to go through. But with, again, un- with being un- with uncomfortability is the connection of growth. Like I loved, I, I learned to love to be uncomfortable because I was like, oh, wait, if I stay comfortable my whole life, I, I'll never challenge myself. Mm. And I want to be challenged. I want my wheels to start turning. I want to make some real changes. And that means me being super uncomfortable and more often than what not being super uncomfortable. What does uncomfortable mean? Like, I feel like everyone uses that. I mean, it's like kind of a, it's a great word, but what does that actually look like? Like, can you give us a couple practical 
just like day-to-day things that were super uncomfortable for you that you pressed into? Oh, yeah. Um, for, for, like, for instance, for me, um, joint, like getting certified to be a fitness instructor was so terrifying for me. Like the thought of getting in front of people and trying to instruct people to work out. I was like, I, I can't do that. Like that. No, like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to run the other way. I, I stutter. I mumble when I like can't get my train of thought out. I don't like I don't really like talking in front of people. I don't even really like reading in front of people. Like, I feel like everybody's staring at me. And when you're an instructor, everybody is staring at you. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, but I put myself in that situation because I just had a feeling I was going to get something out of it. I was like, you know, like, even if you come out of this program and you don't want to learn, if you don't want to be an instructor, you will still learn something. Yeah. And I did. And I, you know, putting myself in that uncomfortable situation was such a light bulb moment for me because it made me realize that I'm so, I'm so capable of doing so many things. Like as, as, as long as I ap- apply myself and have the fire to do it, I will get it done. And yeah, girl, come on. And it took me putting myself in a very awkward, weird situation that I, I kind of didn't want to be in. Like, um, when they approached, when the studio approached me to like do this program, it was, it was because I was taking so many yoga fitness classes and they're like, you know, like even just to deepen your practice. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I'm down to get my pump on for four days straight. And like, I'm, and maybe I'll learn how, you know, some better adjustments and alignments and, you know, how to, um, like I really was just going into it thinking that I was going to deepen my practice. Um, but I came out of it, you know, with this fire inside me, like, Oh my gosh, I, you know, for my test, like I was so nervous to do my five minutes where I was instructing like 20, like 15 or 20 other instructors. And I got up there and like something lit in me and I loved it. And, (laughs) and I wanted to chase that, that feeling of like, feeling so confident in myself and that confident and other people could see that confidence. And it was, again, it was just such an amazing feeling. And I, I want to chase it and I am chasing that feeling. Like, so like the uncomfortable, it's like so uncomfortable, but then when you get into it, sometimes you actually end up getting this amazing feeling on the other end of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go you just, you never know what you're going to get out of a situation until you put yourself in that situation. Um, yeah, it's like brand new. So it's scary. Mm-hmm. But the, mm-hmm. I, what I was going to say is the, um, the quote, the higher the risk, the higher the reward. I think that that's probably what, how you felt in that moment, getting in front of, you know, 15 or 20 people, you hate being in front of people and you're about to instruct everyone on a five minute, you know, class it was such a high risk. You could have totally messed it all up or whatever, but the reward was so big. It was worth the risk. And then you got out of that and that was like a four day training. And now you're choosing to do the 200 hour training, which is like, how many, how many days does that equate to? Like, how long will that one take? Um, I know it starts the first week of September and it'll go, I think we're trying to get finished up before Halloween. So about two months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Um, what are some like areas of uncomfortability for anyone listening in regards to speaking your voice? Um, for me, it was all, it was mainly in relationships. You know, we kind of brushed on, you know, my romantic relationship with my boyfriend. Um, but furthermore, it was relationships, um, in other areas in my life. You know, I, I was scared to from like, again, like, I guess the big area I grew in with my voice was my family. And that was, that one was a tricky one. Like I, I come from a, a very big, beautiful mixed family. You know, I have a father who had three girls, a stepmother had three boys, and then together they had um, my sister. So again, one of seven kids, there were seven kids, two parents, and a whole lot of personality. <laughs> um, 
and I think that comes with any, like any family dynamic, whether it's small or big, it's just, you know, when you come from a bigger family, there's just more dynamic. There's, 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 there's a lot more things to juggle. Um, and again, coming from a big family, I was one of seven. I kind of, you know, that, that quote, um, be seen and not heard. Mm. I remember my parents used to say that all the time. Um, and I don't think they were saying that to be rude. I think for them, it was just like, you're, there's seven kids running around, like, you know, you guys need to behave. But what I took from that was don't talk, never talk, Mm. you know? And I, that shined or that showed in like my relationship and my family. Like I really struggled even with parents, just telling them how I, my parents just telling them how I felt. And that's, that's kind of a weird thing when you think about it. Like, I think when you're little, you're just like, you know, I don't want to upset my parents. I, I don't want to tell them like when they make me unhappy. Um, but then as I got older and even in this program, that mindset started changing a little bit. I'm like, I, I know they're my parents and they love me and I love them, but I'm, on this journey of finding my voice and there's something happening and I feel like it's okay if I say something and it should be okay. Um, but again, like that was kind of a tricky thing to navigate through and it still is. It's, it's something I'm still working on. Like, again, like this is, this is, this whole journey of growth is, is still new. It's still fresh. Right. Yeah. Like I think what it comes from is like, the fear of rocking the boat. And then I think when you start to learn your voice, you're like, okay, you know, especially when you, with your family, but even in other relationships, whether that be work, whether that be your boyfriend, it's like, I can say something and rock the boat and it's okay. It doesn't mean they're going to like disown me or not love me or, you know, exclude me or like, or even having the thick enough skin of like, maybe my opinion's not the popular opinion right now, or maybe my opinion isn't like the one they want me to have or someone wants me to have, but I'm allowed to have this opinion. I don't have to pretend like I don't have it just because it's not po- the popular thought to have, right? Oh, girl. Absolutely. Oh, that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> I was just like, oh, you spoke to my soul. You do that all the time. Though. I, 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 more often than not, you just say these things and I just, oh. but <laughs> Thank you, you know, Christine. Like, <laughs> Oh, yes, I mean, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like, and, and again, with family, it's so tricky because you're just like, you know, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want mom and dad to be mad at me. I don't want my brothers and sisters to be mad at me. But on the other hand, I'm like, wait a second. You know, I'm, I'm allowed to have a voice. I'm allowed to like, say if something not even allowed to say if something bothers me, but if, if I'm proud of it, like somebody, and I, I should voice that, you know, I, I should never suppress my voice, no matter the situation. Mm, I love that. Um, and again, just real, it's just really tricky with family, but you know, I guess to be vulnerable and talk about a little bit of a personal story. Um, my family has gone through a lot, you know, the last couple of years. Again, I'm one of seven children, a lot of personalities. Um, some have bigger demons than others. And a couple of years ago, I had a brother who struggled with a lot of demons. And ultimately, those demons, um, I guess the way I say it, ultimately, those demons kind of consumed him and and those took, those demons took his life. He, he kind of did, um, suicide by cop and it's a crazy situation. It was, it was a hard situation to go through and, um, a lot of emotions there. You, You don't know how to feel, who to be mad at. Um, and that really affected our family a lot. And, and through that, I think a, a lot of pain, came to the surface and, um, that had kind of been lingering there for some time. And the journey of me learning how to speak my voice 
through all of this pain has just been so tricky, has been so hard, but I know I will not learn and grow from this situation if I stay silent. You know, I, I want, cause I am on this journey of growth. I, I want to encourage my family to grow because we've just went through something so tragic and, and, and that can consume anybody like that's something that tragic it can take over you if you let it and and I think for everybody in my family can probably agree in some way shape or form it did consume us and it did take over our lives and how could it not and for me like I was just so lost for so long and after that and and I didn't like even the journey of finding my purpose started with that moment when I realized I was like, life can change. It's not even life can end in a blink of an eye. It's life can change in a blink of an eye. And I want more. And with my family, I wanted my family. Now that I was starting that journey of bettering myself and wanting more, I and even right now, just still encouraging fam- my family to like want better and want more and, and figure out what we can take away from this and how we can grow as a family from this. And um, again, it's, it's a journey and it's tricky. It's still something we're going through. And I am still very unclear on how everything's going to play out. But one thing I do know is that I'm going to share my growth with my family and I will continue to be even in moments, just kind of be the voice for people if they don't know how and encourage them to figure out their voice. You know, I, I, I have been having so many beautiful conversations with my dad and, you know, I, encourage, like I've, I've been encouraging him to like, listen to like these podcasts and, you know, I have a sister who's, who's going through a lot and, you know, I kind of just encourage her to sit down and journal and kind of just, you know, figure things out. And, um, I have another sister who is kind of going through a lot as well. And I, you know, I just, I try to talk to her as much as I can, um, to let her know that she's not alone. And so there's all these family dynamics going on. Again, big family, a lot yeah. of personalities. Christina, um, thank you so much for sharing your story on here. Um, that's huge. It's really big of you. I know it's not easy to share that. And um, for anyone listening that has maybe gone through something like that, I'm sure they really, really appreciate that you went there and opened up that part of your heart and, um, I'm just, I'm really impressed with the way that you're able to be vulnerable and share. And, and like you're saying, like, you're still, there's still a lot of this that's being figured out. There's still a lot of this, um, story that's unwritten. And so there's a lot of unknown and sometimes it's even scarier to share it, um, when it's an unknown place. So thank you so much for just, for going there, for being vulnerable. And, um, I mean, I'm just so proud of you for uplifting your family. And we've talked a lot about the family um, dynamics a lot and, you know, how we can't change our family members, um, but at the same time, we can definitely be there to love on them, support them and give Mm -hmm. them the tools. It's up to them whether they use the tools or not. Like you said, like listening to the podcasts or trying journaling or having conversations around the heart and these vulnerable, hard conversations that so many families just avoid. And Christina, the way that you are being the light for your family to be like, okay, I'm pressing in instead of just, you know, letting it go to see what happens, just letting, you know, not having any of the hard conversations. You're like, I'm going there. We're having harder conversations, but we're, I'm also encouraging them to like press into new areas, you know? And so I'm just really, really proud of you for, for shining like that for your family. It's huge. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Janelle. And, you know, it's, again, still a, still a journey. Um, but I think, you know, there was something you said the other, uh, like a couple weeks back that like, 
really just got my heart fired up. You use this analogy on, you know, this ripple effect of watching, you know, a raindrop go into water and, you know, again, watching the ripples. And when you gave that analogy, it it spoke to me because here you are, you know, this, you, you dropped a raindrop in my, in my puddle of life. And, (laughs) and, and I think it would be, I wouldn't be the person like you taught me to be, or you've showed me to be, if I didn't take that light that you gave me and shared it with others. Mm-hmm. And I think it's maybe that, and that's another, you know, lesson that I've learned in this journey is that when you're growing, invite the world to grow around you. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, people gravitate, people gravitate to that growth. Like, just like when you started, you know, your journey of growth, I gravitated to that. Like, I was like, this, this girl is, is, is doing something magical. She's doing something that I even have a hard time putting into words. Like it's, you're changing lives and you're like, I I know I've told you this before, but I'm like, girl, you're going to change the world. I cannot wait. Like, it's going to be great. (laughs) But it's just like, people just, want to feel loved. People want to be encouraged. And now that I'm in this wonderful place or I'm starting this wonderful journey, like I want to share that with people in my life who I think would benefit from it, or I think would help them in their situations. And again, with family, it's always so tough. Um, but I, I'm, but like you said, I'm going there, you know, I'm just going like, there. Let's, yeah. do th- let's do this. Let's, let's, you know, well, stop. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say, let's just stop making excuses of why mm. we're not doing this or that. And let's just go there. Yeah. And just to piggyback on everything you just said, it reminds me of my favorite quote by Marianne Williamson. That's as we let our light shine, we unconsciously let others do the same. And I think that that's what happens. It's like when you start to let your light shine and you're truly doing you and you're the happiest that you've been um, and just like, yeah, just giving yourself the love and attention and, and everything that you need and your light shines, you don't even you don't even mean to, but you automatically allow other people to shine. And so I just kind of have this like picture of like baton passing, you know, like mm-hmm. I've, I've had people who have shined into my life and, and even of course you are one of them, Christina, a hundred percent. So this is not just a one-way thing by any means, but I do think of myself like receiving that baton and then handing you the baton. And I just think of this baton that she's like, it keeps getting passed or maybe like the baton breaks in half because we're all kind of keeping pieces of this baton. It's not mm-hmm. just on passing, but um, we're all having this light that's shining and we're bringing other people in to do it with us. Cause what's, what's the good of like having your light shine if you're just by yourself, you know, just doing it all right? alone. like the point is to bring in community and the point is to have those human connections that just run so deep and so real where we uplift each other and we all have ups and downs. So, you know, one person might be strong when the other person's weak and then the next day it might flip flop and we come together and form something so much stronger together. Oh yes. And also I want, you know, we want company, you know, like the more the merrier, like the more people I feel like I have in my circle of growth and, and challenge and, you know, like I, I want to invite as many people into this world as possible because it's so awesome. Like I'm so, I'm in, I'm honestly in the best place that I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that this place that I'm in is perfect. Like there are still, I'm still growing every day. I still, you know, have times where I'm fighting my demons and I'm still, I really have to like talk myself through some, some tough situations where like, even with the family stuff, like there are moments where like, I have to be like time out. I need a sec because I'm, I'm about to lose my temper. I'm about to do this. I'm about to do that. Um, so it's, it's an imperfect growth, but it's growth. Mm, yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Okay, Christina. Well, in wrapping up, if you could just give one big piece of advice that you want a listener to take home about like, how to get uncomfortable or why they should get uncomfortable, 
what would you tell that that guy or that gal who's listening right now who's like, great, uncomfortability equals growth. I want to do it. Well, what do I do? How do I start? What would you say? Ooh, such a good question. Um, how do I put it in a nutshell though? Let's see. Like, I guess I'd say, you know, of course, growth, growth equals, or like uncomfortability equals growth. But when you put yourself in this situation, you have the power to impact so many people around you. Um, and even though it's going to suck sometimes, you, the reward is so much greater than you can ever imagine. Um, so yeah, just that you just, the impact you can have on people is far greater than you, you, you know, until you put yourself in that situation, like you'll never know until you do it. Yeah. And just mm -hmm. do something. Like, I think that's yeah. the big thing. Sometimes it's like, is it going to be the right decision or the wrong decision? What if I make a mistake? What if it's not perfect? What if, what if I go and do that thing and then I don't even like it? Like, and I think like, like you're saying, first of all, get uncomfortable and let your light shine and like, you're going to impact people. But sometimes you're like, well, what, yes, yes, all that. Yes. But what do I do? It's like, do something new. Like yeah. in your gut, you kind of know, usually in your gut, you kind of know that there's something off and you usually know which area it's in. Is it in your health? Is it in your relationships? Is it in your workplace or your life purpose? Is it in your family? Like, you know, what's off or what's wrong and you know that there's something that needs to change. So like try a change, even if you don't know exactly if it's the right change or the wrong change, try a change. And then if it doesn't work, try something else, but stop doing exactly what you're doing because what you're doing right now, it's not working. So try something new. Yes, absolutely, girl. And even to add to that, try a change. And, and if you're scared and you need guidance, there are people out there who can help you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I needed because, you know, you're, you're asking me these questions like, you know, what advice would you give to that person? And, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to come up with the best answer, but honestly, I was like, well, I didn't know that answer. And so I needed somebody to kind of, kind of help me. I needed and guide me on and figuring out like, you know, what's, what, what do I want here? What, what changes do I need to make? And, and that's kind of where you came in. Mm. So like, I think it's okay to admit that you, you might need help in this department. Yeah. So um, mm -hmm. And, and again, I did, and it was kind of the most, one of the most amazing things that could happen to me was admitting I needed help. Wow. I love that. Okay. Mic yeah. drop. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Christian. thank you so much for sharing your brain and your heart and your wisdom and just your, your energy, your sweet vibes. I can just feel them like vibrating through the microphone right now. It's so uh, um, if anyone resonated with your story today and like, um, in any way, shape or form, whether it be about family relationships, growth, or they want to talk to you about anything, where can they reach you? Oh yes. Perfect. Well, um, I guess like I have an Instagram, it's, um, Stina underscore Marie 10, um, S T I N A underscore M A R I E 10. Uh, feel free to send me a DM and, you know, let's have a conversation. <laughs> I love it. So cool. Okay. Thank you, Christina, so much for being here. You are amazing and wonderful. You, you are amazing and wonderful. <laughs> I will talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.